Awesome. So yeah, it's actually kind of weird, to be honest, to not be heading out to the youth train right now. That's usually where um, I go on a Sunday morning. And also, as well as me staying in here today, we've got our incredible Patton youth, young people in the service today who are who are amazing. They genuinely are incredible. We are so blessed as a church family to have such incredible young people. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to go and say hello to them or chat to them, why don't you do that at the end? I'd really encourage you to. They are awesome. Um, so yeah, I feel like Joel said a lot of the things I was planning on saying, but that's fine. That's great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm Em and my role here um, at Patton Church is to um, oversee all the youth work and some of the stuff we're doing with young adults, which is very exciting. Um, and I, yeah, I'm just really really excited to be here today to just share a few thoughts. Um, we are going to be focusing on part of Joseph's story this morning, which is really cool. Um, so we'll go into that in a second. Um, but yeah, let's do this. So um, Joseph, the story of Joseph, which you can find in the first book of the Bible in Genesis. Um, for some of you, I wonder whether the film has popped straight into your mind, the film that came out in 99. Um, a little bit of a random film, lots of like, I'm not going to sing them, but lots of like cool, quirky songs. Um, and maybe some of you have heard of Joseph because of the West End show. Maybe even some of you have been to see the show. I haven't yet, but it's actually currently on in the West End. I'm all about shows. I love shows. Um, it's currently on in the West End with um, Jason Donovan and Sheridan Smith from Gavin and Stacey. So maybe get yourself a ticket. Um, maybe you've never heard of the story of Joseph or maybe you can remember it from when you were younger. But the good thing that I love and the amazing thing about the Bible is that no matter how many times you read a story or a passage, you can read something a hundred times over and God can always give you a new perspective. He can always speak to you about something new. So I would just encourage all of us here to um, just look at the story of Joseph um, in, with an open mind and that God can speak to us about a new thing today, even if you've read it a hundred times. Um, so yeah, so we're going to start in um, Genesis. If you like to get your Bibles out or your phone apps up to you, um, you might want to do so. We're going to be heading to Genesis um, chapter 40. I um, actually often use uh, the YouVersion Bible app. If you haven't got it, I'd really recommend it. It's got loads of plans and uh, memory verse, um, really cool things. But today I've bought my um, new Bible. Ooh, so exciting. Um, this is a journaling and verse mapping Bible. For those of you who might be a little bit more creative, I would really recommend this. Um, I think phone apps are great, but actually it's really important, I think, to have your own copy, like a paper copy, an old school copy of the Bible, um, just because it's really helpful to look at the context around the verse or the story that you're looking at and see a bit of a, a little bit of a map of what's going on and what happens when. Um, so yeah, so we're going to pop into um, Genesis chapter 40, just to give you a little bit of context context um, before we get there. Um, Joseph is a great guy. Joseph is awesome. He has a great relationship with God and a lot of people, including his father, really, really love him. However, he has a lot of younger brothers, um, oh no, sorry, a lot of older brothers, and um, they are really jealous of him. And unfortunately, it's actually really rubbish. Um, they um, really don't like him, and so they abandon him, and Joseph gets sold into slavery. Um, Joseph has a series of unfortunate events where he's misunderstood, um, and finally gets to a point where he is accused of doing something that he didn't even do, and because of that, he gets chucked into prison. Like, that's quite bad. Like, worst case scenario, Joseph is having a really tough time. Um, and he is put in prison. We're not 100% sure how long, but it's definitely over two years, which is a really, really long time. And I think 
maybe because we can see that Joseph has a happily ever after, we, um, we can like potentially sometimes forget how hard it must have been for him in that position, being put in jail for something he didn't even do, away from his family. His own family like sold him into slavery, like he was abandoned. Um, he must have been having a really tough time. And so the bit that we're picking up on in chapter 40 is um, where there is um, a couple of people that join Joseph in prison. And um, Joseph is given a job in prison because he's that cool. He gets given the job of looking after all the other prisoners in there with him. And a cupbearer and a baker are put into custody. Um, So they join him in prison for a little while, not long because they're just in custody. Um, And um, basically, you might be aware of it, but Joseph... um, I think just goes and has a chat with them. Um, It says in the Bible that he notices that they're looking a bit sad, a bit down. um, And he asks them, um, what's up? And they go on to tell him that they've had these weird dreams, um, essentially. And um, Joseph goes on to interpret those dreams um, with God helping him, which is really, really cool. And then those two people get released. Those dreams actually become a reality. They become true. um, And they happen in um, real life after prison. And then it says that Joseph is left there for two years. Like two years is a long time. And I don't know about you, like, Can you picture yourself maybe two years ago? I wonder if you can like roughly work out where you might have been. I, um, I turned 26 on Friday, had my birthday, which is really exciting. And I moved house, you know, why not? Um, and um, yeah, when, so I would have just turned 24 two years ago. And my life would have looked so different. Like I was in a different job. I lived in Buckingham. I was working for a different church. My job role was completely different. And I just got married. Like life was very different. And I genuinely think that two years is a long, long time. And a lot can happen. And Joseph was just stuck in prison for two years. He had no choice but to wait. And that is what I'd love to talk to you about this morning, waiting. Um, So waiting is something that we do a lot of. And actually, the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized we really do do a lot of waiting. Waiting is just part of our everyday life. Um, I wonder if there's anyone here who um, has almost finished or just finished year six and you're about to start secondary school. So cool. There is. Awesome. Um, I remember when I had my first day at year six, I remember really vividly feeling like I was ready to move up to secondary school. And that was day one of the whole year. And then I had to wait a whole year before I could move up. That was a hard wait. Or I wonder if there's some of you in here who have done some really important exams this this term, and maybe you're going to have to wait for a month or two to get your results, or maybe uni exams as well. That's really like a tough wait as well. Um, Perhaps you're waiting to start a new job or perhaps you're waiting for um, your next relationship or perhaps you're waiting for um, a new bunch of friends or perhaps like me you are waiting to move house. Waiting is something that we do in our everyday life and it's funny because I guess like when you prepare like a talk obviously it makes sense that you kind of like get what you're talking about and you experience it so I kind of noticed as I was thinking through waiting um, how often I waste my waiting like my everyday waiting Um, and I noticed this when I was watching actually can't remember what I was watching something on demand on catch up and um, every time an advert came up I would get my phone out and I look at it like scroll Instagram scroll Facebook for two minutes pop it back down the program comes back on 
And then 15 minutes later, there's another advert and I get my phone back up and I'd be like, why am I doing this? Like every time there's an advert, I'm looking at my phone, like maybe something major has happened in the last 10 minutes. Um, and I've really noticed that I genuinely do spend a lot of my time waiting, looking at my phone. And actually that's probably a bit of a waste. I probably don't need to look at my phone as much. And so I thought I'd do some research and find out how often people look at their phone. Really interesting. Um, so. Apparently, the average 16 to 24-year-old, so I actually don't fall in this anymore, so maybe it's fine for me. Um, <laughs> only just two years. Um, so, yeah, the average 16 to 24-year-old spends four hours, on average, a day on their phone, which I think I was expecting it to be more than that. But then when I worked out that that means in a whole week, that adds up to, on average, a whole day on their phone, then I was like, oh, okay, that's quite a lot. And then to make it worse, um, I worked out that on average, that would be 50 days in a whole year on, on their phone. Now that, that's quite a lot. And I wonder whether that could be because a lot of times where we're put in our everyday life where we're waiting, we can often pick up our phone. I mean, that might just be me. There might be other things you do when you're waiting, but I think that might be one, um, especially for those who are maybe slightly younger, um, 16 to 24, who do that. So, often, um, I think as well, we live in a society at the moment where everything is really fast-paced, um, everything is instant, everything is quick, and sometimes when we have to wait, I don't know about you, but it can be quite frustrating as well, because we're not used to waiting um, as much as I reckon we would have done um, a few decades back. Um, and I noticed this as well. I don't know if um, you guys can remember about three weeks ago, Instagram, Facebook and WhatsApp all just went down. They just, I don't know what happened. They broke um, and it meant that when you would upload something, it would take so long. So you're so used to uploading something in five seconds and it would take like an hour to upload something. And I noticed in myself how frustrating it can feel when you're waiting, especially when you're not used to it. And sometimes waiting isn't just the small parts of our day. Sometimes we can be waiting for ages. And waiting can be really, really hard, especially when there are things that we um, are waiting for that take days um, or weeks, months, sometimes years and years of waiting. There might be things that you can think of right now straight away that you know you've been waiting for um, for a long, long time. And I just want to say, like, I know that it can be really, really hard to wait for things. And um, obviously, the story of Joseph um, is about dreams. And I think sometimes God can give us, um, like, amazing small and big dreams. Um, but they don't always happen overnight. Sometimes we have to wait for a short while or a long while um, to see them become a reality. So the good news is that I believe that we don't have to waste the waiting. So don't waste the waiting. That's what I want to speak about today. Um, so for me, I can really relate to this. I, um, so I actually went to, weirdly, I went to uni um, in Bristol and I lived in a place called Devizes, which is just up the road. You guys might have heard of it. It's a nice little place if you ever want to go for a day out. Um, and I worked for a church there for three years and I traveled to Bristol for my lectures um, a couple of times a month. And that was a great time for me. It was really cool. I did a lot of learning, a lot of growing. Um, and I guess, I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought that I would just go to uni and then I would walk straight into my dream job and it would just be like, I've done my learning, I've done all my uni stuff, I can just go into my, my dream job and that's sorted, like I've got my degree. 
Um, and then it got to uh, second year of my course, uh, the end of my second year, and I started to think about what I was going to do next. So um, kind of said to God, oh, what do you want me to do? I'll go anywhere. Like, where do you want me? What job should I apply for? And um, I felt like God said to me, no, actually, um, I think you should take um, a gap year. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not really what I was expecting, but cool. And then um, I did a little bit more praying and thinking, and I was like, great, I could go to like New Zealand or Australia, go traveling, do a mission trip, do something really epic. And God was like, no, um, you're just going to stay in devises. And um, that's actually what happened. So um, I ended up having a year from when I finished my degree in devices, essentially a year of waiting. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be there forever. I knew that there was something else. I knew that um, I should be applying for jobs outside of devices. And I knew that I was going to be getting married to Tim um, at the end of that year. Um, so I genuinely was in a year of waiting. And it was really tough. It was a great year in some ways. I worked in a tea rooms, which was really fun. Um, but it was also hard. And there were times in that year where I felt like my gifts weren't being used, where I thought, why have I gone to uni if I'm not like using all the stuff I learned? Like I'm working in a tea room, so I'm not working for a church or with young people even. Um, and it was really, really hard. But now I look back at that time and I think, ah, oh, I think I might have wasted some of that waiting. But the good news is that I don't have to waste the waiting. So I wonder whether Joseph might have felt a little bit like that when he was in prison. I wonder whether he might have felt a little bit alone, a little bit like, why am I here? God, I don't understand what the plan is. This is not what I expected. Um, but I think that Joseph did a really great job at not wasting the waiting. And there are three things that I think we can take away from the way that Joseph used his waiting. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and tell them, don't waste the waiting. Okay, I think you got the message. Great. So, don't waste the waiting because number one, God speaks to us. Don't waste the waiting because God speaks to us in the waiting. Now, in Genesis 40, we don't necessarily see a conversation between, like a verbal conversation between God and Joseph. But what we do see is when the cupbearer and the baker tell um, Joseph that they've had some really strange dreams, the way that he responds, which could come up on the screen, um, he says in verse 8, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me your dreams. Now, that really stuck out to me because I thought... Joseph must really know God quite well. And um, I reckon Joseph really trusted God. And it made me think, I bet Joseph spent a lot of time with God, especially in prison, but beforehand too. Because the more time that you spend with God, the more that you can trust him, the more that you know him. And Joseph knew straight away that these interpretations belong to God and that he's going to help me do this right now. And I think that shows us that he had a live, like a real relationship with God. And I reckon God was speaking to him. And the really good news is that um, God's presence actually is um, no more or less with us when we're in a season of waiting to when we're in the next thing as well. So God is just as much with us right now in a season of waiting as he ever will be, which is so great. And I believe that God in the waiting wants to speak to us now in the moment, in the now um, and in the next. And actually, I think that God wants to speak to us now about the next as well. 
I think that he can really speak to us in a season of waiting about the next part of our life. And I think back to that time where I had a year in devices, where I felt like I was wasting my time and I didn't know what God was doing. But actually, I can see looking back that there were things that God taught me and things that I kind of processed through that year and things that I did in that year that even now I'm finding are helping me with things that I'm going through now. And actually, um, God can really speak to you in a season of waiting. Um, about the next thing so that you're like more than ready to step into the next season. So yeah, so don't waste the waiting because God can speak to us. Number two, don't waste the waiting because God equips us. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, God equips us. Amazing. (laughs) Don't waste the waiting because God equips us. Now, Obviously, God can see the bigger picture. God knows what's going to happen next. God knows kind of where our life is panning out. Um, And he knows our dreams. He knows all the things that we want to do. Maybe some of those dreams that you thought of earlier that you're thinking I haven't um, seen them happen yet. He knows. He knows about them. He's probably given them to you for a reason. Um, And... um, I think also in the waiting, God um, obviously can prepare you for the next step. He can equip you. And we see that Joseph had a real gift in interpreting dreams, which is such a cool gift, by the way. I don't know if you guys ever have any weird dreams where you wake up and think, what did that mean? Like, imagine having someone there who could just interpret that for you. Um, But essentially, it's just like um, prophecy, which when you break it down to really simple terms, it's just God speaking through you to someone else. So, God was speaking through Joseph about the dreams to the cupbearer and the baker. Um, and he, was, he had a two-year gap in his life where he was able to do things like that, where he was able to test things out, try things out, practice things, um, and get really good, actually, um, clearly, at his gift of interpreting dreams, of um, speaking to people um, and knowing what, hearing from God as to what he wanted to say to people. And I think that's the same for us. We in this room, um, are, we have all sorts of amazing and exciting and unique and different gifts, things that God has given me and God has given you. But sometimes we need to get to know ourselves. We need to get to know who God's created us to be. And we need to practice those gifts and we need to experience them and get good at them. And then when we get to the next part, the next step or the next season, we'll be ready to use them to the best that we can. And I think Joseph was really good at doing that. And also, I think what's really cool about Joseph is he was put in prison. He was, his world was really small. I don't expect there were tons and tons of people in there with him. And yet he still tried to do the best that he could. He still tried to, tried to add um, value to where he was. And I think, I know for me, I've had times of my life where I think, oh, like, I'm not necessarily doing what I want want to be doing right now. Um, I'm not going to give it my best shot. Like, I'm just going to be a bit lazy. Um, And actually, Joseph had, like, every right to do that. He could have just thought, well, I'm in prison, so I'm just going to be here by myself and not bother um, helping anyone else. But he actually was on the lookout, and he was helping people around him. And I wonder whether this could kind of relate to you. Like, I wonder whether you've got a dream job that you would love to be doing, but you can't yet But I reckon God has put you where you are now in a job where you are now and you can make the best of that job. Or I wonder maybe whether, for example, you want to start like an epic CU in your school, but you can't just yet. But actually, you could use this time to build relationships with your teachers and your friends. And then eventually that will help you in the future. 
Or perhaps you have a dream role even in church that you would love to be doing, a team that you would love to be on or something you would love to be doing, but you just can't do that right now. But you could join our epic team of welcomers and be on the welcome team and make it your mission to give every single person who comes through these doors the best welcome in Swindon. Like making the best of the situation you're in while you're in the waiting. So don't waste the waiting because God speaks to us. Don't waste the waiting because God equips us. And don't waste the... Yes, got this. Don't waste the waiting because God is with us. So, um, yeah, sometimes when we're in a season of waiting, it can feel like we're in a real hidden place. It can be really tough and it can be quite lonely. And there can be times where you feel like people aren't noticing you or aren't seeing the real you or giving you the opportunities that you feel like you deserve. And it can be really difficult. Um, And something that really struck me in... um, Genesis 14, it's actually verse 23. It says that when the cupbearer was, and the baker, when they were released from prison, the cupbearer forgot Joseph. Like he walked out of prison and he just forgot Joseph. And I think that must be so tough. Like maybe Joseph wasn't aware that he'd been forgotten about. I bet he felt like he'd been forgotten about um, while he had to wait there for another two years. But I think that must be so hard. And often when we're in a season of waiting, we can feel like we've been forgotten and we can feel like we're in a hidden place. And often when we're in that kind of space, it can be quite easy to compare ourselves. I know for sure, like I find that, um, and I found that in the past, that um, when I um, had my year out, I was watching all my other friends, or not all of them, but it felt like all of them at the time, um, getting like really epic jobs and moving on with their lives and getting married and all sorts of cool things, going traveling and all the things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't yet because I was in a season of waiting. But actually, like I said, that season of waiting for me was so so great Um, but it's only now that I look back and I think that so it can be really tempting to compare ourselves and one verse that really stuck out to me um, which is actually Genesis 39 21 it says that Jesus was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor and that's that's so true for us today that no matter what we're waiting for we don't have to waste the waiting because God is always with us God is always here with us God can we're never hidden from God and God is never hidden from us even if it might feel like it and I think that's such good news because that means no matter how difficult we're finding this time of waiting we don't have to waste it because God is with us so Don't waste the waiting because God speaks to us. Don't waste the waiting because God equips us. And don't waste the waiting because God is with us. So, we're nearly there, guys. Um, So, you guys might have some epic dreams. And maybe even now, you never know. Maybe God's like putting things in your mind or your hearts that um, that are new, new dreams, new things that he's giving you. Maybe you've had um, big or small dreams from a long time ago that you're still waiting for. Um, and maybe you have some dreams um, that you've seen become a reality. And that's amazing. And we should celebrate that because that's so good to see um, God doing his thing and God doing the impossible. Um, I know for me, just moving house, moving into Old Town, I only had to wait for like technically six months, um, but kind of an eight month process from when we knew we were moving. And that felt like a long time and that was only eight months. Um, but we can celebrate that because that's, that's a great thing. Um, but just imagine if, imagine if we could be a church, we could be people who 
don't waste the waiting. Imagine if we could be a church who have big dreams, who let God give us big dreams, but we know that they won't happen overnight. Imagine if we could be a church who don't waste the waiting, but we know that God can speak to us in the waiting. Imagine if we could be people, we could be a family who don't waste the waiting because we know that God will equip us in the waiting and we're going to let him do that. And imagine if we could be a family who don't waste the waiting because we know that no matter what, God is with us. So um, as I mentioned earlier, I noticed that I pick up my phone all the time um, and I'm, I'm going to try not to do that. But I, um, I've actually like, been trying to get good at designing things because for my job, I kind of need to have my Instagram feed looking really good. And um, I have actually put together just four um, backgrounds that you can um, find on the Instagram page, on the Instagram um, for Pattern Church and the Instagram for Pattern Youth. And if you want to, no pressure, honestly, if it's just me, I really don't mind. But if you want to, you can go on there hopefully soon and you'll be able to press the screen down and take a screenshot and make it your background. And then every time you pick up your phone or your iPad or your laptop, you can see it says, don't waste the waiting, just as a little reminder. Because I think if we start doing it in the small moments, then maybe will like it will shift into the bigger moments of our of our waiting um so please do um make use of that and um don't waste the waiting